Well, it's time to do the Reduce Shakespeare Company show report uh, for our two-week run here at the New Victory Theater. Uh, how do you think it's gone? Uh, I think it's gone very, very well. Yeah, I think it's been a, a roaring success. Uh, and I think the 11 a.m. student matinees should be moved to at least two or three. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 586, Reduced Show Report. So actually, that was the RSC show report. Now we're going to tell you the RSC show report, the report of all the shows we got to see. We had so many free, because of the student matinees, we had so many free nights and afternoons to go see shows uh, here in New York. And between us and Elaine and Allie, we saw a couple, maybe, no, a dozen, maybe? 12, 15? Well, I saw six. I saw oh, one right. with you, and yeah. I saw one with Teddy, but you guys saw a lot of stuff I didn't see. I saw five. Six. I saw six. Yeah. Yeah, and there is some overlap. Yeah. Um, well, let's 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 start from the bottom up, shall we? What's the what's the what's the worst thing you saw? Well, none of I will say preface this by yeah. none of it was bad. So yeah. this is yeah. this is comparative. Yeah. So this show was still very good, um, but the one that uh, yeah I sort of think about and go mm, something about it didn't quite gel for me was Lobby Hero. Okay. Um, that being said, the actors I thought were very good. It had Michael Sarah, yeah, playing and, Michael Sarah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and Chris Evans, Captain America, playing somebody totally different than you than you had expected yeah. or ever seen. Uh, a cop with some you know personal issues. Not a bad cop, but uh -huh. just a guy who complicated, was, complicated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and Teddy and I saw that. Uh, together, mm -hmm. and the first act was hilarious, mm -hmm. um, and Michael Sarah, yeah, it was Michael Sarah, but it was really entertaining, and it was funny, um, and then the second act got serious, not like crazy, dramatic serious, but it just felt a little schizophrenic, like somehow Teddy and I have talked about it. Um, I don't know, what did you think? Yeah, that's the one I've probably thought about the most, because it, it, it I, I, it's hard for me to put my finger exactly on what didn't quite work about that. Um, and I think Sarah, Sarah, while Michael Sarah was fantastic um, in his own right, I don't know. I was thinking early on, I don't know if this is what the playwright had in mind when he wrote this part. And in my mind, I was, granted, I'm not familiar with the play, but I was thinking maybe more of like a Ryan, Ryan Reynolds style of comedy and delivery oh, okay. that, you know. But it totally worked having Sarah do. But then I also think there was moments that just didn't work as well because of who Michael Sarah is, I guess. Yeah, right, because of what Michael Sarah brings to yeah. the, to not not because of his abilities, but no. because of who, what, who he is. Yeah. yeah, I thought maybe they just went for too many laughs in the first act. I'm not maybe. sure it was written as funny uh, as it played in this particular production. Interesting. Though. In going for so many jokes, you maybe made it, made it harder for some people to take the turn to make the turn for the to the serious in the second act. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. more imbalanced, I guess. Yeah. yeah. For me, the, the 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 worst thing I saw, and worst is relative, was School of Rock, the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical version of of the film starring Jack Black. That was the worst, in air quotes, that I saw, and it still killed. I mean, it was still great. Uh, the story works, and I give all the credit to Mike White, who wrote the original screenplay. 
And I like Andrew Lloyd, Webber, Andrew Lloyd Webber's music. I we we make jokes about him as you do in our business, but um, I like his songs. I didn't think this is his best score. I also did, the, the, but the things I didn't like about it were the musical direction because it felt like some of the songs should just be soaring by the end, and they just sort of stop. And uh, or and I didn't care for the direction. Uh, the actors, mostly mo the kids, were terrific, but the grown-ups had been directed to act as if they were on like a bad Disney Channel or Nick. Nickelodeon show. So it's kind of big and over the top, and that's not my taste. Mm -hmm. That being said, the audience was filled with a, a, very, a lot of young people, incredibly diverse audience. Woman next to me, who had, this was at least her second time seeing the show and bringing a new group of kids to see it. That was very encouraging. Um, and as Teddy, you pointed out, you know, it's. Uh, 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 you know, kids playing instruments and rocking out. How's how's that not gonna crush? Yeah, totally. Getting yeah. to see him just you know throw throw uh, all carrots in the wind and just rock out is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And no, it was great. And the guy who played Jack Black was playing Jack Black, but he was also really good. Had great comic chops and musical chops. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, out most out of the ordinary thing that you saw while you were here? Most out of the ordinary thing. Um. Like for that for me to see or or out of yeah, the ordinary. Yeah, for you. For me, probably I probably not would have not seen a Bronx Tale okay. or Chicago, but yeah. I had friends in both of those, so those were both. I yeah, I definitely would not have seen those had I not had friends yeah. in them. That being said, I enjoyed them much more than I anticipated. And yeah, it's like I was saying, the quality of the work here is so high that right. you know, no matter what. There's things to be respected and appreciated in every every show. Yeah, yeah, you're not sitting there going, well, how the hell did that guy get up on stage? You know how these guys got up on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, like in Chicago, the woman playing Velma, I think, was like 57 or something. Yeah. So just seeing her get do that at her age was impressive in its own right. So very young is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In the, Much in the, the way people feel when they see Austin and I on stage. <laughs> <laughs> they can still walk. Yeah. At first it was Marco being ageist. Now it's Teddy. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what about you, Reed? I think the most unusual thing I saw was a uh, one-man show called In and of Itself mm. down in Union Square at the Daryl Roth uh, Theater. And it's a magic show, but it's kind of... Some, uh, some friends of ours saw it and recommended it, and they said, well, it's not really about magic. I'm not sure I agree with that. I think it's a magic show, but it's really beautifully, thoughtfully um, and cleverly framed about... He says at the beginning... I'm going to be lying to you tonight. I'm going to be deceiving you. <laughs> Good. Okay. And so then if you say that, yeah. is that deceptive? Right. And then you're kind of saying, well, is this story he's telling about yeah. his mother? Is that true? Is he making that up? Yeah. And he's a master card manipulator, but he, does, he doesn't he does do a whole bunch of tricks. He takes his time. Um, um, Neil Patrick Harris, I guess, is the executive producer of the show. He's a huge magic geek, yeah. And um, uh, it was directed by Frank Oz of Muppet fame and it's just it just got really great reviews and it was i mean it's difficult to describe but right. in and of itself right. i highly highly recommend I uh, as I say, I think the the least Broadway type thing I saw was Farinelli and the King. That was the one okay. that was probably the most surprising to see and be like, oh, this is playing on Broadway right now because yeah. it's this play about this uh, king and this catastrati. 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 Thank yeah. you. Uh, and there I guess like, that which is in its own way a cat catastrati. Yeah. Catastrati. <laughs> which is uh, yeah, just an interesting play to be on Broadway right now, and yeah. uh, I mean it challenged the audience, which I like. Yeah. But with Mark Rylance. I mean, yeah. an opportunity to see Mark Rylance on stage is pretty amazing. Yeah, that was my first time watching him perform, and it was it was immediate that it was, yeah, watching a master, and that he was, you know, I, I compared him to a jazz musician and the way he mm. played with the language, so, yeah. 
the the most out of the ordinary for me was it's not that out of the ordinary, but it was not in Midtown Manhattan Broadway. I saw the opening night of um, a play down at the Public Theater um, called The Low Road by Bruce Norris. Uh, Bruce Norris wrote uh, Clybourne Park and has a very dim view of humanity and and so and this is a comedy about capitalism basically um uh oscar eustace the artistic director describes it as the anti-candide which what's what, what would that song oh, be the worst of all possible worlds <laughs> yeah the worst of all pop, uh, possible worlds and it's narrated by adam smith the eco economist the scottish economist who wrote the wealth of nations and sort of invented the phrase the invisible hand of the marketplace and so it's a play about this young boy who comes of age, becomes a man, adhering to Adam Smith's philosophy of the invisible hand and the selfishness of personal wealth. And um, and so basically he's a jerk. <laughs> he's an a-hole. Um, and yet he's our hero, in quotes. Um, and it's so it's really interesting, very twisted. It's in a great production, um, directed by your old colleague, Michael Greif. Reed. Yeah, he was a year ahead of me at UC San Diego. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's, it's so well directed and so well acted. It's a, got a great company, including uh, Daniel Davis, uh, former ACT uh, and San Francisco guy. I saw him as a Iago a million years ago. Um, um, and uh, Harriet Harris, who's in The Phantom Thread, if you've seen her. Um, she's, she's done a lot, but she's hysterical. It's just a super strong cast. And it's... And I've thought about it a lot, too. That's kind of the one I've thought about the most. I, I, think, I think ultimately it was a better production than it is a play. Like, this is the best production ever that's going to be of this play. I can imagine the bad productions of this play, of people leaning into the misanthropy, I guess. Um, but that was, that was really great. You're listening to Tim Minchin randomly standing here with Austin and et al. in uh, Washington, D.C., and you are listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? In two weeks, on March 24th, we are doing one performance of the Bible, the Complete Word of God Abridged, at the Collins Center for the Arts at the University of Maine in Orono. This is the only performance of the Bible Abridged that we're doing this season, so you really need to drop what you're doing and get yourself up to Maine on March 24th, because it's the first time Reed, Dominic, Conti, and I have done the Bible show in about 10 years and God only knows what's going to happen. After that, we have performances of William Shakespeare's long-lost first play abridged, which we know cold in Hayes, Kansas, Indianapolis, Indiana, and La Crosse and Madison, Wisconsin in April. And then we'll close Pittsburgh Public Theater season, performing long-lost shakes for four and a half weeks from May 31st to July 1st, 2018. Also, Pop-Up Shakespeare is on sale worldwide. And as always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. And now back to Reed Martin, Teddy Spencer, and I sitting in our dressing room at the New Victory Theater yesterday in New York City between our last two performances talking about all the cool shows we got to see while we were in New York these last two weeks. So before we get to what the best thing that we saw, which I think we're all agreed on what we all like thought was our best, yeah. what were the other things that you saw? 
Uh, I also saw so Chicago, Bronx Tale, uh, Farinelli and the King, um, Three Tall Women. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lobby Hero and the one that we'll talk about soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Three Tall Women was fantastic. I I thought Glenda Jackson's performance was phenomenal. Yeah. I think you came home and said, "Just uh, let's just give her the Tony now. Yeah, just just give her the Tony right now. I mean, they're in previews, but yeah, yeah deliver to her backstage, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's so good. Put it in a box and ship it to her right now. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's an it's a, an old Edward Albee play, old, 25 years. Did it win the Pulitzer? I think it won the Pulitzer the year. It, I think it did, and I think it's considered to be his last sort of great-ish play. Yeah. Um, um, and it's got Glenda Jackson, who's 81 years old, and as this is only her second production, back after serving 24 years as a member of parliament. Like you do. Like you do. Yeah. Um, and boy, she had such power. You know, her voice could reach the back of the, the back of the uh, theater. Yeah, she's magnetic. You can't not watch her. Absolutely, you, yeah. And she's on stage with Laurie Metcalf, yeah. who was just nominated for an Oscar in Lady Bird and arguably should have won, um, um, who's always great, and who I had seen just last summer in the same theater, the John Golden Theater, um, uh, playing Nora in *A Doll's House* Part Two, mm. so I feel really lucky to have seen her twice now in the in a year's time in the same theater doing great work. Um, and then Allison Pill, who's a younger actress who's from she's on *The Newsroom* and Scott Pilgrim and a bunch of other things. Yeah. Um, uh, and she was fine, but it's it's less of an interesting part. But I would knew nothing about the play, and I'm so glad I saw it. Yeah. Well, let's see. What else did I see? I, well, you and I saw SpongeBob together. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that's right. we, ha I just smiled through the whole thing. Yep. Um, yep. It, visually, it's a feast. Yep. And it was just, it was really good fun. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it was great, but I would say it was really, really good, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, and, and, and I... Um, at, at the intermission, I wasn't convinced. Mm -hmm. At the intermission, I went, well, this music is kind of samey-samey. The energy is kind of everybody's screaming a little bit. Um, but it is exceptionally well done. done, and, it goes, and it goes dark. It's surprisingly dark for a musical based on a, a, a drippy cartoon. Yeah. Drippy, no pun intended. Um, um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. And by the end, people were leaping to their feet because it is, it's wonderful. It was, it was really great. Do you think that one will have a life region? after New York? I, I can't imagine it wouldn't. I mean, the set is so complex and wonderful, and that, that will be hard to recreate. Yeah. I can imagine them reconfiguring the set. Yeah, but I would think, yeah, I would yeah. think in high schools. and oh, For sure, high yeah. schools. Okay, yeah, great. So it'll, that'll, sure. that'll, that'll live on. Yeah, and, it's and the score is written by a dozen, 15, two dozen um, 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 pop artists like yeah. they might be giants and Jonathan Colton and David Bowie and a bunch of others that I don't John Legend John Legend wrote a song yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Sarah new material or? new material all new material I Sarah Bareilles yeah and I want for me I wondered if that was part of the problem is that the, the you know the songs were all quite different yeah also for me it had for a for a musical based on a kid's show, a few too many sincere ballads. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, so we enjoyed that. And then um, the two things that I saw before we talk about the thing, <laughs> um, both have kind of good stories. The first one, the first thing I saw was John Lithgow's one-man show. Oh, yeah. And so the background is John Lithgow's father was my father's drama teacher. Yeah at Antioch College in Ohio back in the day. And when John Lithgow got famous, my dad used to jokingly ask, I wonder what happened to that kid who used to run around backstage, you know, annoying everybody. And so it also turns out John Lithgow was on the board of the New Victory Theater where we're performing in New York. 
So the new victory gave me some stationery, and I wrote him a note. I just said, you know, um, hey, your dad was my dad's teacher, and, you know, he used to make this joke, and he, my dad became a physician, but he was always unfailingly supportive when I decided to go into the theater, and I'm sure your father had something to do with that, so thank you. And I put my, you know, on a whim, I put my email and my phone number. Sure. So I'm at the show that night. Sent the note backstage. You're at his show. At his show. Yeah. And at 8.02, I get an email <laughs> from John Lithgow saying, thank you for your very sweet note about our shared history. Um, come backstage and say hi. There's going to be a mob. And, uh, you know, and I said, great. So I went, and there was a mob. There's like 25 people. John Guare, the playwright, was mm -hmm. back there and everything. But, uh, you know, I, I saw him, and the first thing he said is, you probably noticed I sent that email. <laughs> you know, okay, well, I said, yeah, I think you must have pushed send, and then walked on stage. He goes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he couldn't have been nicer. That's you know, awesome. we chatted for a minute. Yeah. But he's just everything you'd hoped he would be. He was just absolutely lovely. So that was a great cool. experience. Well, that was closing night, or closing weekend. Yeah. Yes, he closed, yeah, that Sunday. Then yeah. um, the other story is Elaine Randolph, our stage manager. Well, I'll back up. We had a show weathered out here. Yeah, right. We had a, a Wednesday 11 a.m. matinee that was the storm made it got got School canceled. School buses got canceled. School buses got canceled. That's what got canceled. Yeah. yeah. So 7:30 the night before, the New Victory Theater contacted Allie, um, our office manager, and said we're going to cancel the 11 a.m. matinee. So because of that, Elaine, our stage manager, was out walking around at 11:30 in the morning and said, "Oh, wait a minute. There's a line outside of Hamilton <laughs> for I guess house seats that don't get used or returns or cancellations." And so she texted at all and said, well, I'm in line. And they say, I have a pretty good shot. Anybody up for it? And I said, I'm in. Sure. She said, it's going to be $230. I go, well, it's New York. Yeah, yeah. Of course you know? it's going to be expensive. Yeah, it's less than a scalper. Yeah. So she waited in line and God bless her. At that was 11:30. Shows at two. At about 1:15, she got an offer for one ticket. She says, "No, I'll hold out." Well, she let the lady behind oh, no. her go. Oh, and no. I, when I got there, I said, "Elaine, you should have taken that because oh, if yeah. you don't get, it, you didn't need to do that." She goes, "No, no, no, no." Yeah. So at quarter to two, come on in. Oh my God. We got two seats. Sixth row. I was sixth row on the aisle. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 That is and amazing. the show is every. I mean, I don't need to talk about the show. Anybody <laughs> that listens to this knows about Hamilton, and it's everything you'd yeah. expect. The guy who was the original genie in Aladdin, who won the Tony. Oh, yeah. Um, he's from Oakland, I think. He yeah. was playing Aaron Burr and Thomas Jefferson. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Breaker, who uh, was in Book of Mormon, when my son Campbell and I saw it a couple years mm -hmm. ago, playing the Ugandan chief of the yeah. village, he was... He was he was playing Aaron Burr and was very, very good. Yeah, we he he played Aaron Burr in Chicago when we saw it. Yeah, yeah. and he's good. So that was my other stories. Yeah, I, I mean, I I did. I woke up on Wednesday morning, and <laughs> having no expectation I was going to see Hamilton any time in the next several years. And by two o'clock, I was sitting on the island sixth row. It was really cool. That's very cool. That's that's a New York story. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, I've arrived. We have arrived at the best thing that we saw. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's because the first, the second night we were so we got here on a Monday. We had tech, we had to tech rehearsals on that Tuesday that went into the evening. So the first night we had free to go see something was um, the first Wednesday night. And the only thing I knew I wanted to see when I came here, if I could get a ticket, was a musical called The Band's Visit. And all I knew about it was that it got amazing reviews and fantastic word of mouth. Many people had said, oh, if you see one show, that's the show you should see. So I went, um, okay, and I knew vaguely what it was about, like a, an Egyptian military band gets stuck in an Israeli town in the middle of nowhere. I went, well, that doesn't 
that doesn't sound like anything at all. That sounds <laughs> terrible. I got a t and I got a half price ticket sitting in the third row, and it was 90 minutes of just rapturous, not entertainment so much, but captivating storytelling. Yeah. I think great acting, beautifully subtly directed by uh, 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 David Cromer, um, starring Tony Shalhoub, although he is one of a great ensemble, yeah. Katrina Lenk, who I think everybody thinks is going to get the Tony for Best Actress in a Musical, Absolutely. Uh, who's amazing, yeah. and it turns out our friend John Cariani, who wrote Almost Maine and was in the original cast of Something Rotten and has appeared on the podcast before, he also had a major role in it, and it was... It's it, I, it. There's no way to describe it without making you go what? <laughs> yeah. But but then you guys went and saw it too. Yeah, and Tony Shalhoub, you saw Tony Shalhoub's last performance, so we Which, saw yeah. his replacement, who was great. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. This is yeah. This Egyptian military band. There's two towns that sound familiar, and because they're they're Egyptian and not from Israel, they go to the wrong town. And it's just what happens uh, during the 24 hours they're stuck in this tent. Yeah, we were talking about the fr the framing device for it is excellent, where it's this band gets stuck in this kind of podunk town. Uh, you probably didn't hear about it. It wasn't very important. Which is the words that they you know, yeah that are up on the wall as the show as the starts. Show starts, and they revisit that towards the end. But you realize it's incredibly important because you had they had an effect on these people's life. You know, it's about the small things, the small encounters. That that have a, a lasting effect on one's yeah, life. How, how lives are changed yes. by these weird sort of connections and interactions. Yeah. yeah, and I just think it was impeccably designed and directed. Where yes. I always knew where I was, where the focus was supposed to be. The transitions were were so clear and so clean. And yeah, just every single one. Every actor was fantastic. They all sang great, and the musicianship was incredible. Oh yeah, these guys are all. Not only are they the actors playing the band, they're the band. They're the the Egyptian band, and they're phenomenal. And so it's. I ended up having soup with John Cariani afterwards. He said, "Yeah, it's incredibly hard to cast," and he's not sure whether it's going to tour. Um, so I mean, if you if you have any desire to see the band's visit, you should try to come to New York. I, I think yeah. it's the one people will talk about, you know, years from now because of the style of the music, just in particular, that there hasn't been. A musical with this type of music yet and the exposure that it's giving to this type of music for people who maybe who haven't heard anything like that before. And how would you describe this type of music? Well, it's 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 written. The musical lyrics is, are written by David Yazbek, and so and he's a broad Broadway um, composer, yeah, lyricist. Did, uh, the Full Monty, right. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and probably some other things that I can. But he seems to specialize in adapting movies yes, yeah. to the stage because the band's visit was originally movie, a movie. Um, the lyrics are very funny and very literate, and but and the music felt. I don't even know how he accomplishes this, but it felt simultaneously like a Broadway show, but also very much steeped in a sort of a Middle Eastern tradition. Yes. Um, yeah. But very tuneful um, and very, uh, it was like the songs be, were flowed out of dialogue, but they were actually songs. They weren't just dialogue put to notes. They were actual songs, and they were just... Lovely. Well, and all these Arab American actors yeah. playing—they were all Arab Americans playing the Egyptians. I'm not yeah. sure that everybody who was playing the Israelis—well, we know they weren't because John Cariani is not right. Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. Um, but I found it just deeply moving. I yeah. mean, it was yeah. sweetly funny, you know, very bittersweet, but just 
moving and just you know the interactions of these people and they're getting to know each other on this weird kind of night and they're out late in weird places where some of them wouldn't normally go and yeah yeah, you try to describe it you can't really do it justice but i just found it very moving yeah i've never i've never seen a musical that took its time as much with the dialogue and allowed for silence and allowed for subtlety and i think it's the best example of i've seen of you know you hear like when you how to do musicals the songs are when the words are not enough anymore right and i feel like this was like the prime example of that yeah. where they yeah. had to sing where it's not just time for a song yeah well and john was saying uh afterwards that david crummer would every now and then in rehearsal go guys it it feels like a play and i want it to feel like life yeah you know and so they just took their time and and the other the other endearing thing about it and it's endearing to me is that because they're egyptian and they're israeli they don't speak each other's language so they communicate in english because that's the one language that they both have yeah. right everyone's but overcoming a language barrier over yeah every, everybody's overcoming a barrier but uh, uh but nobody has great english they have to kind of find their words yeah. so they go slowly but that's yeah. very nice for the audience i was just also very impressed nobody was pushing all the acting oh, yeah. and this is a broadway house yeah the nobody was pushing nobody was f- showing us right. anything they were just feeling it and being, and it. being it and you were very close and you wondered if it would play further back i was halfway back and yeah. it completely played and i just said why can't we just do musicals like this? Yes. Why don't we act it Please. well Please. instead of acting it in it's musical big. theater style? Yeah, yeah. it's it's the called best best actor, not most actor. Yeah, yeah. Least, yeah. the least broad musical I've ever yeah. seen. Well, the thing that was common to the musicals that I saw, Bands Visit, SpongeBob, and and School of Rock, is that there are there are moments of joy in all of these shows. Yes. Moments of musical joy where joy is expressed through music. And I am not moved by tragedy. I am moved. Moved by joy and the ability of music or theater to, you know, um, affect people, uh, affect communication. Um, and so that was lovely. The difference between Band's Visit and SpongeBob is that, and School of Rock, is that those two rock shows are loud and in your face. And, and, and because they're so kind of working so hard, they're a lot less interesting. Mm-hmm. And Band's Visit worked not hard at all, and was effortlessly interesting. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. I'll post links on how to get tickets to the shows we saw in New York, and if you've seen any of them or can recommend others, send us your reviews and suggestions via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website, reducedshakespeare.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener, and the RSC is now on Instagram, too, at Reduced Shakespeare Company. Thanks, as always, to one medium-sized woman, Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Jill Cornell. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Tim Minchin, composer and lyricist of the Tony and Olivier award-winning musicals Matilda and Groundhog Day. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 586 758ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. 
If you're coming to New York, The Band's Visit is the show you have to see. Absolutely, I agree 100%. Unless you happen to be in New York today seeing our closing performance of the New Victory Theater. Well, that goes without saying, yeah. yes. In which case, you should see us. Yeah. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.